Hello, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, episode of the Victorious Ones podcast, the place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets movies, as well as inspiration. Of course, I go by the name of King Von Jr. As you all know, that this, of course, this show is, is also uh, pre- presented by UPR, a popular repeat wrestling. And I'm a, I'm a social media pro- producer for, for UPR's wrestling show, Perfect Plex Talk Radio, on Mondays at 6 o'clock. And so, of course, in tonight's episode, I like to talk about this past weekend's WWE Night of Champions and of course celebrating Roman Reigns 1000 days as Universal Champion and so so of course thank you very much for listening I hope that you enjoy Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Victorious Ones Podcast, the place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets movies, once again, as well as inspiration. As I always say in the event, in the, in the, in the opening, and of course, of course, I go by the name of King Bonjour. You can follow me on social media, on Twitter, 301 King Bonjour. King Bonjour, you can also follow me on, on the show's uh, Twitter page of Victory Pot One. You know, of course, you already know. Um, you know, the rest of you know, the rest of the handles and everything like that. And, um, you know, so I, I would say that the main thing I really, really wanted to tap into um, is, you know, of course, this past weekend's Night of Champions or on on this on this end, it was like 12, 1 o'clock, um, you know, you know I'm sorry, or 1 o'clock, you know, on our time, it was even um, Saudi Arabia. So I like call it a bunch of champions is what it felt like. Um, you know, but you know, but the, but the thing about it is that, like I said, I was like I said, it was absolutely incredible. Um, I was heavily invested in, in this, and I would say that this was a great, you know, sort of like a, you know, sort of like a continuation or change. You know, not necessarily change, of course, but um, but just you know, just a continuation of the momentum that we've seen ever since WrestleMania. You know, even though that momentum continued with backlash, but. I think things have been kicking in the high gear even more when it comes to uh, Night of Champions. Sorry about that, um, but yeah, but you know, like like I, like I said, you know, I, I definitely like how everything you know started off you know, great, you know, great when it came to uh, you know championship match. So so far, Night of Champions um, has seven matches, and out of those seven matches, four of them. Were for championships from the beginning to the very end so it was like a bookend you know like you know of course start starting that you know, the, the opening match is for a title and the last match for a title so like i said you know great great bookends um, you know on each side and so I mean, of course this was uh held in, uh, held in Jeddah, saudi arabia and um, not only that but also um awesome night of champions was followed by nxt battleground the following night, and side note: Congratulations to both Wesley and Carmelo Hayes for, uh, for retaining their championships. 
you know, so, so, so as far as that's concerned, you know, like you, know, you still have two black champions, um, you know, holding titles, uh, you know, even, even though, uh, spoiler, spoiler, Bianca Belair, um, you know, like, uh, Bianca Belair lost her title, congratulations to her, um, for carrying that title with excellence. Um, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself and Jay Cargill also lost on AEW's double to nothing, you know what I mean? So, so, so for as far as that, that was only thing I paid attention for as far as AEW, but, um, like seeing them both Bianca and Jane hold their championships with excellence. Um, but you know, but, but of course, without further ado, I definitely want to get into you know, the, you know, in regards to uh, the, the mat, the show itself. So, we start off with, and, and of course, before I go any further, first and foremost, most importantly, congratulations to the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, or as I call him, Roman Sharp Reigns. For being the for being WWE Universal Champion, the Universal Champion for now for over a thousand days. So, one's up in regards to thousand days. Now Roman is officially the fifth wrestler to have a championship reign, um, you know, a thousand days or higher. So of course, Bruno San Martino obviously um, is number one from his first championship reign. And, and the thing the thing is, Bruno uh, did it twice, by the way, you know, in regards to uh, reigns that last over a thousand days. Like I said, you know, Bruno's first first work, you know, first reigns number one. Um, like like I said, you know, of course Bruno San Martino did twice. Of course you have Bob Backlund. Um you have H H, you know, uh, racist form you know, it's Hulk Hogan. Uh you know of course and then you also have Pedro Morales and now at fifth to join that club, one thousand day club is none other than Roman Reigns himself. And um I like how I like how um you know of course I'm going to get in, in quite a night of champions Roman had and we'll go into, go into that later, but um but, you know but the thing is I like the thing I like on Saturday was um, in celebration of Roman's milestone. There was a video you know and, um, that was that was a tribute to, to Roman's um you know, thousand days as champion, and of course you have Paul Heyman as, as a narrator for it, and so I like how they go through. The timeline of Roman being Roman being the champion from the time that he, that he won, the, won the title, I think it was payback. It was, um, you know, we beat the Fiend and Braun Strowman. So of course, fast forward, you know, all, you know, all, all, all throughout this run. And so the thing is, like, whenever Roman, like, whenever they would show like certain milestones um, in Roman's title run, they, they would show like they would show a timeline of you know, um, you know of, of all the previous champions. And with it, what they would do is not only that, but they would show, um, like I said, it would show the timeline of, of, of all the different champions in history. But specifically, it would show the longest reign of each champion. So when, so, so for example, um, if they show Bret Hart, they wouldn't show him five times. They would just show, you know, show whatever Bret's longest title reign was. It was John Cena. They definitely, they definitely wanted to show Cena sixteen times. They would just show whatever. Seen as long as title reign was, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, so even for even for champions who, um, who had belt multiple times, they only showed them they only showed them one time, and that and that was when, and, and that and that was that was for whatever the longest title reign was. Anyway, like, like I said, you know, like I said, they, they showed all showed the different, um, you know, graphics throughout history as far as Roman, um, like seeing you know, like what, what it was like his first championship reign. Um, you know, whether it was like the uh, you know, him winning at, at, um, at WrestleMania 37, 
you know what I mean? So, so as far as that, and also, you know, like, you know, for, for Roman uh, became champion for like over 435 days, stuff like that. You know, like, like I said, like I said they'll show like they show, uh, show the history, like the timeline of, you know, all the different champions, you know, whatever their longest rank was. And so, um, like, like I said, so, so as far as that, they like say they show, they show like WrestleMania 37, they would show, um, you know, like, like I you say, like, you know, for like for Roman, uh, unify the titles, they would show, um, you know, even probably like, I think even like the you know, SummerSlam match with Lesnar, all, you know, all, all these different things, you know, and just like Roman's march through history, you know, and, um, and it was great. It was great to show, you know, uh, the longest title reign for each champion in history, you know, in, in comparison to, you know, in comparison to Roman and just his march towards greatness that he's been on and he's still on even, even right now, um, you know, and, and so on. Um, and just for, for him to hit a thousand plus days in an era like this, in a time like this where um, with average attention span is, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, like a microwave. You know, what I mean? um, you know, it's, it's, and for him to maintain interest for as long as he's maintained interest is a testament to um, him as a performer. Is a testament to um, just the way the WWE has invested in him because they see, um, you know, like I said, just because of just because of what they see in him. And, and just his, also another testament of Roman's greatness. I really want to, you know, eventually want to get an episode like, where, where, um, where I talk, where I talk with, you know, with, with, with like the ultimate Roman fans. I really want, really want to get her um, perspective when it comes to Roman Reigns. And one of the things that she talked about, um, shout out to Mimi from Black Wrestling, is one of the things she emphasizes is Roman's selflessness. In a sense that Roman, even as champion, has found ways to elevate others around him. Obviously, um, you know, obviously his family, um, his twin cousins, Usos, uh, his other younger cousins, Solo. But even when it comes to guys like Sami Zayn, there's even a story where you know where, um, apparently Roman was talking about how much of how much of a fan he is of Sami, and how he wanted to see Sami in a more prominent position. Fast forward to the week that lately. Um, Sammy's been heavily involved in his his manifest spotlight um, this was, you know, uh, because of the bloodline, you know. And this is the greatest expo- most exposure that Sammy has ever ever had is because of because of his affiliation uh, with Roman and how Roman is willing to look for ways to, you know, to, to, you know, to, to, to bring him up even further. And um, you know, like, like I said, that's just, that's just a testament of Roman's selflessness. You know, and, and the thing is, even when he's at the top, he's looking for ways to, to bring other people up along with him. You know, and um, and not only that, but just when you look at, as I say over and over, just look at Roman's catalog matches, his catalog of greatness, even before, um, you know, even before the produced schedule. Even though he's quote part time, but at the same time, you know, he's still a central figure when it comes to the storyline. Even though he's not at Every single, uh, you know, like I said, even though he's not putting the bell on the line at every single um, event, you know, every single PLE, formerly pay per view, whatever, Roman is still in high demand. He's still a massive draw. He's still a heat magnet. He's still a magnet when it comes to money. You know, um, 
you see, you know, a lot of times Shawn Michaels or something. But uh, but yeah, the, the thing is, like, like I said, like I said, who better to be champion for a thousand days in Rome? And also, another thing I found out is that that Roman is at least 14 days away, you know, like 13 days away probably at this point, um, from surpassing CM Punk's uh, number of days as WWE champion. So this is, like, this is separate from the universal, universal title. I'm referring to just the name, just the WWE championship itself. Not universal. So we already know what Roman is when it comes to this time as universal champion. But the belt that he got later, the WWE title, you know, the one that he won at WrestleMania 38, as far as that, um, his run right now, just with that title alone, is on pace to eclipsing CM Punk's 434-day reign. You know, so just if you just look at Roman's, just the WWE championship alone, the one, the one that he wears around his waist all the time, right? Um, if you just look at that belt, Roman's title reign with that, that reign with that belt is actually about the eclipse Sin Punk's 434 day reign. Um, I know people feel a certain way about it, whatever, but you know, as, as I said, even last year, um, you know, the episode I did about, about Roman back when he passed Lesnar's 503 days as you know, champion, whatever, you know, like back when, back when. Back when he surpassed Lesnar's original universal title record, right? And that was over 500 plus days. Even I was saying then, this is before, let's see, it was before Roman even unified the titles. And I'm going to get into the Champions in a minute. But I was even saying then uh, that Roman, from a legacy standpoint, had surpassed CM Punk. This before, like I said, the schedule change, and now the gap has been getting has, has been getting wider. You know, the gap has been starting to get even wider, um, and so it's that's why you know things look the way they did on my list, but neither here nor there. But, um, but like I said, you know, Romans March towards history is remarkable. You know, it just how great this storyline has been. I mean, like I said, it speaks volumes in and of itself. I'm going to get into that much, like said, uh, much later uh, in this episode, especially with the main event. You know, and um, like I said, you know, hats off, it's off to Roman uh, you know, for, for that milestone. I look forward to seeing him um, surpass Major Morales and myself, and I'm sure a lot of people look forward to him getting past that 1,474 day. HH. Look forward to seeing him. Look forward to seeing Roman go 1,475 days. Just to just to spite, you know, just out of just just to spite Hogan. You know what I mean? And, and, and just and just to you know, just to further you know race Hogan's footprint. And now Roman is a seven-time WrestleMania main eventer. And so next year, by the time we get forward to that eight, so the time record. Um, you know, but this new year there, like I said, congratulations once again to Roman for being you know, champion for you know, for over a thousand days, and may he continue to soar, may he continue to rise, and may he continue to accomplish. But anyway, 
uh, you know, of course, moving on to what I like to call brunch of champions, you know, what I like to call uh, brunch of champions, um, you know, and, and of course, and of course, speaking of champions, speaking of titles, um, the event starts off with uh, a championship match, the tournament final for the W for the inaugural inaugural WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and who better to compete in the finals of this tournament? And Seth freaking Rollins, the visionary, the revolutionary, Seth freaking Rollins versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. Um, you know, you know, both of them, um, you know, have, have uh, you know, have, um, are pretty much like branches from the Shawn Michaels influence tree, if you will, right? Um, you know, so, and so, and so you know, it's, it's certainly evident in, in, the, in their their wrestling styles and everything like that. So, um, so it's only fitting. It's like it's only, it's only fitting that, that they were in the, in the finals of the tournament, and, uh, and, and the match was the match was absolutely incredible. To me, I, I was I was I have to say uh, the best match of the night in my estimation. The match went uh, twenty minutes and you know like I said, it went twenty minutes and forty seconds, and um, you know and, and like like I said, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. You know, you know so. Um, like I said, it was absolute thrill, and shout out to Seth Rollins for that leopard print. Um, you know, I said Drew Shane is almost like a like king in Tekken, if you will, you know, just, just as far as that. And thing is, when we look at Seth's character, it's like Shawn Michaels meets Randy Savage meets Prince meets Elton John. You know, um, or you, you know, I mean that as, as far as that. And, and just like just all those things like um, aligned in one, and like seeing you know, Seth has been you know the inevitable choice to become to uh, to hold this title to, be, to become the inaugural champions. And the thing is, he hadn't. Thing is, Seth has not had a world title in like four years. You know, and uh, you know, of course, apologies for the background noise over there. Um, but yeah, you know, the, you know, but the Thing about it is that, um, like, like I said, you know, like I said, the thing about it is that who better to kick off this, uh, kick off this new title than, uh, than Seth Rollins himself? And, um, like, and, and like I said, it was absolutely, absolutely phenomenal match no pun intended to AJ Styles in a way that Seth fought through that pain, um, you know, and of course, to, to deliver one, uh, to, to deliver um, one, one last uh, curb stomp, you know, and, and so on. So, like I said, I, I was absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely fascinated, absolutely intrigued by, you know, sitting by, by, by this match overall. And, um, and who better to win it than Seth? And of course, Triple H was there to, you know, to personally congratulate him and present him, present him with the title. You know, and, and the thing is, Triple H has always been heavily invested in Seth Rollins, um, heavily invested in, in Seth's success from NXT um, all the way up until all the way up until now. You know, with, you know whenever Seth achieves. Major milestone and Triple H is, 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 is there, you know, and then Triple H is there, is there to cheer him on. And it's, so it's great for the game to, to personally present him uh, with the title. You know, so, you know, so, so of course, uh, like you know, kudos to Seth and shout out to him you know, for, you know, for bringing it, for bringing in, uh, you know, bringing this new title. It looks great on him, by the way. You know, and uh, of course, uh, kudos, shout out to AJ Styles for, you know, for personally, for, for personally. Um, congratulating him as well, you know. And so of course, so of course, we're, 
So of course, after that, uh, we see you know, my estimation uh, a, a dream match, if you will, and you know, dream matches finally manifest into a few in you know, Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. You know, and, and, and of course, the, the thing the thing about Trish's outfit is a callback from let's say it was uh, the episode of Raw where her her and Lita uh, main event it. Yeah, so of course in that match, you know, said Trish had the black, had the black leather suit, um, you know, with the pink uh, stripes on each side. So because it was Saudi Arabia, you know, Trish, you know, Trish, you know, like, um, yeah, brought back the outfit only with only, um, only with long sleeves, though, because because of what they, because of what they are. And so of course on the back, said thank you, Trish. And Trish has done miracles uh, as a heel. You know, and it's, it's especially now considering the fact that, that she that she's gonna be you know she, she's gonna, she's gonna be on the roster on the, on the roster you know on a regular basis on a full you know, full time um, regular basis and she's a WWE Hall of Famer legend icon seven time women's champion everything like that highly decorated even considered number one number one on WWE's list of the fifty greatest women's wrestlers right so Trish has pretty much done it all won it all everything like that. And uh, shout out to Stephanie Hypes on Twitter for you know, um, for, uh, for that artwork for that graphic, um, you know, the Trish versus Lita. Like I said, that was absolutely incredible. And if there's any way that, that you can put that on a T-shirt and a hoodie, I would certainly uh, put my put my money behind. Um, you know, it's certain, and, and of course, this is definitely a match that was worth putting my money behind. And um, I said that was, that was absolutely incredible. So incredible since the first time. You know, so we've, we've had. We've had these two legendary women's wrestlers, one a Hall of Famer and the other one a future Hall of Famer, finally clash, right? And so, um, you know, and, and, and of course, speaking of gear, shout out to Becky Lynch. You know, she definitely had to me the gear of the night. Uh, you know, I said, you know, with, with the Kill Bill, um, yellow, uh, you know, I said, uh, Kill, Kill Bill, Kill Bill, um, uh, uh, yellow jumpsuit with, with, the, with the black stripes. I mean, of course, which was originally um, inspired by Bruce Lee, first and foremost, by the way. You know what I mean? But, you know, but the thing is, you know, of course, Becky's a huge fan, uh, a huge fan of the movie, the movie Kill Bill. And I think I've even seen, like, a, 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 seen some seems, seems like, like, fan artwork of, of Becky as, um, as Uma Thurman's character, the bride in, the, in that movie. So I would love to see a Becky Lynch um, Kill Bill t-shirt. You know what I mean? I would, I would love, to, love to see that happen. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, that, that, would be, that would be absolutely incredible. But like I said, the match itself is great. Um, like I said, you know, neither, neither one of them disappointed. And Trish shows that she still got it. And the biggest swerve you know, of, of the night of that match was in when Zoe Stark from NXT showed up. Of course, uh, Zoe's like, Zoe was like actually drafted um, in the WWE draft anyway. But the, the way that she came through as the wild card for Trish was absolutely incredible. I mean, she absolutely, absolutely busted Becky's nose with the bad hit on her. Man, you know what I mean? And, you know, but, but like, like, I said, like I said, when it comes to when it comes to this match, um, they definitely put on a great first impression. When, when it comes, when it comes to when it comes to this match, when it came to the chemistry, you know I mean, it, it was absolutely, it was absolutely horrible, if you will. Um, you know, so, so, so of course your winner, um, you know, of course your winner, the uh, winner of this match was Trish Stratus. And so the match lasted at least a little, little under, uh, little under 15 minutes. 
And um, yeah, so of course, next up for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, we have Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. And so, um, so of course, and, you know, of course, on the outset of this match, I already knew that Gunther was going to win because you know, he's on a on a on a run. Um, the only March Sports history himself, because now he's officially the third longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in WWE history, only behind. Donkey Tonk Man, who's number one with 450 days, and the late great Macho Man Randy Savage with 414 days. So Gunther is like 100 days away from breaking Donkey Tonk's record. Um, and I am, I'm, like I said, I'm cheering for him. I am standing in his corner all the way because nothing else certain. Like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing records being broken. And if certain ones, it's long enough. It's long overdue um, for this record to be broken, you know. And, and, and who better to do it than someone, someone like Gunther, as dominant as he is, as great as he as he is, um, you know, from an athletic standpoint, from a technical standpoint. That's why he is called the Ranger, you know. And um, you know, of course, I love the uh, Imperium entrance. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kaiser you know, introduced him as the Ring General. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm and I see Gunther is him when it comes to uh, what he does in the ring. And, and of course, him and Ms. Bali did not disappoint. And, and so the thing is, it was not a squash match. Um, Ali, I, you know, I, I actually put, put up a pretty nice fight. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, of course, it was, wasn't a pretty squash match. But, you know, of course, like I, did, like I said, at least Ali um, put up, you know, like said, at least put up a good fight. You know what I mean? And, and so it was actually better. Um, and, you know, it was actually better than I expected, but in the end, I knew, you know, um, the master of the chops, Gunther was going to win. And in fact, his chops, you know, put Ric Flair to shame, you know, that comes off as hot take, but that's true. You know, and of course, you know, the winner is still the champion, Gunther, so he's, you know, lives to defend, uh, for another day, if you will. You know, and so, you know, so, you know, so, so, so of course, like I said, that, that was the third match of the night. After that, we have um, the Raw Women's Championship match: Oscar versus Bianca Belair. And um, yeah, so so, so, so I'll say like this. actually, um, even though I like Becky versus Trish, I can very look very much look at this and you know, pretty much say that this is like, to me was the best uh, women's match um, of the night. You know, and, 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 and so like you know, the thing about it is that even though um, EST Losing a title, but like I said, it was it was absolutely phenomenal. I would say it was an honorable way, in my estimation, uh, for her to lose. It was much better than seeing Bianca lose in 26 seconds, you know. And, uh, and, and of course, we look at it like that Asuka uh, is a women's wrestling legend, you know. I'm seeing a women's wrestling legend overall, overall, you know, of course, both in Japan and WWE. You know, but those NXT runs and the main roster, Asuka has a remarkable career when it comes to women's wrestling. She needs to be in that conversation of greatest of all time. You know, she is top 10 hands down. And who better for the EST to have a match like this with than someone like Asuka? You know, and I think it was very important when it comes to, um, Raising the 
profile, the credibility of Oscar as a heel. You know, and, and the thing is, it's one thing that she lost at WrestleMania. You know, um, this is one thing that that I one thing you know for Oscar lose as a heel at WrestleMania. You know, but then again, you know, it's, you know just because like I say it, it made perfect sense for Bianca to win for that WrestleMania three P, and also just regards to her representation impact and, and, and everything like that. So. Like I said, that, that was that was that was great to see. You just for, you know for her to be for, for Bianca to be the type of inspiration um, you know, so that she is, and just like I said, that uh, that that entrance and everything like that. There was no way that Bianca was was going down like that at WrestleMania. But with all that aside, you know, like you know that you know now we can go ahead and sort of like take gloves off and things like that. So um, you know, that, like I said, now all, all that all that aside, you know, we, you know, we can get to you know like I said. You know, we could uh, you know, move forward and and, and uh, excuse me, and, and uh, have Bianca drop the title uh, with no shame. You know, and like I said, the, the match itself um, was absolutely incredible. You know, you know what I mean. So, it, in fact, it, to me, I would say it was even better. You know, in, in, in my imagination, to you know, to a, to a certain extent, it's probably probably better um, than the main match. You know, even though I, you know, it's a special place for me when it comes to that WrestleMania match because I was there, you know, so it had, you know, so it still earns several cool points, you know, because I just happened to be there. But, but either way, like I said, this match was not a slouch at all in and of itself. But, um, but like I said, when it comes to the year, both of them were absolutely incredible. Bianca had on, um, you know, it, it, it reminded, reminded me of, um, of the White Rangers uh, outfit from, you know, um, you know, reminded me of Tommy the White Ranger, um, you know, like as far as like Bianca's outfit. Saudi, and um, as far as Asa, um, I love her outfit, outfit as well. It, it doing it perfectly um, with the hair, um, you know, with the face paint, and especially, especially, especially when you look at the shoes themselves. I like that was the best part of Asa's gear, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, like I said, I'm a big uh, stickler, you know, uh, uh, stickler when, when it comes to gear. You know, I mean, I'm very particular when, when, it, when it comes to certain gear. Uh, you know, so. I mean, what can I say? Like seeing that, and, and of course, when it came to the match, they absolutely knocked it out of the park. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was incredible. Um, you know, I mean, like you know, so, so, like I said, you know, Bianca put a, a great fight, um, and it was, it, was, it was a great way to close out this chapter for right now, for for this um, first, you know, for this first title reign as Raw Women's Champion. So, of course, she's going to have you know many, many, many more um, chance, chances when it, when it comes when it comes to having that title. Because it's pretty much her her era, if you will. Um, it's, it's so so. Of course, like I said, you know, someone like Oscar. I mean, Oscar, you know, is absolutely a great opponent. And um, you know, and, and of course, I noticed that Oscar was very strategic when it came to the mist. So even though she meant, even though she missed, pun intended, um, that first time when um, you know, like the first, that first time uh, when Bianca ducked. But the thing about it, you know, the thing about Oscar was that she was very smart in that um, when she was on the apron, she spit the mist um, on her hands, you know, and all, all of a sudden the mist, you know, some, um, the mist started, you know, start like, you know, sort of like bleeding, if you will, on, on you know, like, on, 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 like all of her fingers and stuff. And so that was smart, you know, that was very strategic. I noticed that. So that when it was time for Bianca to, to give her the KOD, you know, Oscar was just just able to just smear, just smear that uh, that mist um, 
of in Bianca's eyes and just throw her off guard and y'all know the rest of history, you know. And so um like I like I said, you know, like I said, hats off hats off to Bianca for an incredible uh, title reign and just just what she meant when it came to um, you know so when it came to represent representation representation when it came to represent, representation of, of black girls um and just when it comes to himself all right thanks a lot I see uh mike's a big fan of this i'm like like i said just when it came to bianca's rep, representation um you know for, for, little, for, for little black girls um all across the world and everything, everything like that and just like i said just for being an inspiration for being um a women's equivalent of john cena if you will and, and in, in, in that regard and, and, and just how much how great of an ambassador that she is when it comes to the wwe product when it comes to just the way that she's been flying the flag when it comes to wwe flying the flag when it, when it, when it comes to women's wrestling in, in general um you know so whether raw smackdown otherwise whatever you know they said so so the thing is you know i said bianca has been a game changer she continues to be game changer and now this opens up room for her to go after uh, either Rhea, which is inevitable, or the queen herself, the last sportswoman, Charlotte Flair. You know, so it's like being in story mode of showcasing, you know, or, or rather like my rise or something like that, and you have two paths to choose from. So Bianca's in that position where she has two paths to choose from. And you know, and, and the trajectory of of her career could, you know, of her career and stuff, and the trajectory of the women's division can can go either way. You know, um, whatever whatever choice choice that she makes is going to be impactful on either brand, if you will. Um, you know, what I mean? so I can say that that was absolutely incredible match, um, Bianca. Never ever felt, never, you know, she never ceases to amaze, right? And, um, you know, so, so it's just me, so just me continuously, as I say, quote unquote, giving her flowers, um, you know, amazing. So, so if anything, I, I, like I said, I was absolutely, absolutely amazed by this match. So, um, so of course, it lasts 15 minutes, you know, so I'm looking at it at the time. And so, of course, the next match, um, of course, it's, and the funny thing is, speaking of the one woman, Raw Women's Championship is funny. It's perfect. It's perfect that they had the SmackDown Women's Championship right after this. So it was a perfect transition from one title match to another. Um, in fact, it's the third straight title match overall. Um, next up, we have Rhea Ripley versus Natalia on Natty's birthday. So all I gotta say is that this match was grand opening, grand opening, grand closing. Um, you know, and, and, and it was a perfect squash match for Rhea. Uh, even though it's at the, even though it's at the time's expense, and I know um, you know you know a lot, you know a lot of the a lot of the other Twitter trolls and Twitter creeps, um, you know uh, you know we're big huge real fans, real stands if you will, you know you know who you are. Um, I'd like to point out that this match lasted sixty nine seconds. Take wherever you will with that, you know take take wherever you will with that type of information. Um, but you know like I said that that's that's how long the match lasted. You know, so, um, a minute and nine seconds. A minute and nine seconds. I'll say it like that. Um, the more cleaner way of saying it, you know. And, and, and of course, like seeing, you know, of course, Rhea dominated Natty from start to finish. I think, uh, I think Natty even had um, even had an ounce of offense. You know, like, like I said, that match 
clean squash, clean sweep, grand opening, grand closing for Natty on her birthday. So that was a perfect birthday gift. Your winner, your winner, uh, the eradicator herself, Maria Ripley. Um, you know, it's, it's so so forth, you know, along with uh, Dominic being an antagonizer, but like I said, uh, you know, of course, Rhea won. And uh, of course, the next match is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. And there was no way that Cody was going to have a clean sweep on Lesnar like he did with Seth Rollins. You know, um, this is, as I like to say, Doomsday versus Homelander, right? And so, it's, of course, in, in this match, this fight, Doomsday ends up winning. And um, it, 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 the thing about it is, is that um, it didn't make any sense for Cody to, to beat Brock with one arm, you know. Um, you know, and it's, 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 so, 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 of course, the um, match itself, you know, the, the match itself was nice, and you know, it you know, lasted less than 10 minutes. But, um, you, know, you know, of course, you know, Brock being the beast that he is, you know, so, you know, just being the dominant figure that he is. And, and, and the thing about it was that apparently he learned from his previous mistake. And that was to not lean all the way back uh, when doing the Kamora lock, you know. And, 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 that, and the thing is, not, not only that, but also the thing is, he did, actually did the Kamora lock uh, on the weaker arm, you know, the, 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 uh, on the arm, you know, on the, on the, on the arm, you know, that, that actually had the brace on it, on the, you know, the, on the hand cast, whatever, whatever on it. Um, it's, so, so, of course, uh, Brock makes makes Cody submit. Not pass, not pass out all together from the pain. Um, you know, of course, with the Kamora lock. So, so in this one, uh, Brock wins by submission. Then, you know, well, I, you know not, not only that, but also like um, you know, another huge swerve when, when it came to this match was the fact that uh, Triple H was the one that was, you know, Triple H, Triple H was the one that, that pulled the trigger um, on sending Brock out there. You know, in, when, when it comes to Cody. And so, 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 of course, if anything, this is um, more of Cody's sort of humbling, humbling process and just the struggle, just, you know, just, just for him to, you know, I say, you know, just, you know, just, just for him to, to, to gain more, um, uh, to gain more notches under his belt, you know, you know what I mean? And, and, and just to, so, you know, just to gain more steam, just to um, be more believable and things like that. So, so, anything. Brock Lesnar is Cody's ultimate litmus test right now, and, and the fact the fact that Triple H was the mastermind behind that absolutely speaks volumes. It is perfect. It's great storytelling. Um, you know, let me see some support. So, of course, you're winner for this match. Uh, you know, of course, no other but Brock Lesnar himself. And, and and the thing is, this is no longer uh, Happy Brock. You know, this is. Savage Brock, you know, what I mean, you know, this is Super Sam Broly Brock, you know, back in that form, you know, what I mean, and um, and this is a terrorizer Brock, if you will, whatever, uh, you know, whatever title that you want to give him, this is that version of Lesnar. Um, and, and, and the thing, the thing about it is that you know, the thing is, when we get whenever we get back to that version, absolutely love it. Um, so, you know, so, so, of course, the winner of this match is Brock Lesnar. And last but not least, 
you know, the, the, so last but not last but not least, uh, the, the title match of itself, um, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. This this time with Roman and Solo Sokoa, and um, you know, and of course, shout out to Sami Zayn for introducing himself and Kevin Owens um, in Arabic. You know, I was like, what is this guy's man of great taste? Uh, yeah, like I say, he's very, very well rounded, and um, you know, and also I found out that you know that the main reason why Sammy Ko went over to Saudi was because you know it was because Sammy wanted to make sure that there was no more war um, going on over there. You know, like whatever civil war they had, uh, you know, you want to make sure that it ceased before the before the coast was clear. Um, you know, so before before the coast was clear for him to even go over there. You know, what I mean, it's, it's, so, so as far as that, like, like, like saying, you know, you know, you know, stuff like I said, this match is great storytelling. Um, you know, what I mean, so, so and just in regards to seeing the implosion of the bloodline, you know, said, like I said, unfold um, right in front of us. You know, what I mean, so so, 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 so as far as that, like, like, like saying, you know, like, like I said, I absolutely, um, just love the way that there are more layers added added to this story. Um, you know, like I said, this faction is absolutely remarkable. And, you know, and, and just with the, with, with the turn, like, you know, like I said, just with, with, with the, you know, with, like I said, with the turn that happened at the, at the end of the match, um, when, like I said, you know, when, when, when Usos came in and um, accidentally, accidentally knocked out Solo, but uh, Jimmy meant to knock out Jay. And so this is where things really, really just came crashing to a head. Um, when you know, like, like you know, really came crashing to a head. Um, like, look up slam when Roman got in Jay's face and just smushed his face, saying, "No, yes, you know, send it, you know, smush, smush him in his face, you know, saying that saying there are no more day ones um, around here, you know, you know, and just get the guy in my ring, you know, saying, you know, saying like the Usos did, let's call themselves at once." And Roman's like. And no more, you know, like saying, you know, Brendan saying, James, like, you know, saying, like, um, you're not even day, day ones no more, you know, stuff like that. You know, there's, there's no more day ones around here and stuff like that. And, I um, mean, of course, of course um, I don't know if anybody noticed that um, when Jay, um, you know, what, you know, so, you know, you know, so I guess like you know, when Jay before that when I guess when Jay you know, when Jay tried, tried to call him calm him down, um, you can you can hear him you can hear him hear him say Joe, you know, and hear, um, hear him say Joe, which is of course Roman's real name. And so that's when Roman just just set him off, you know, like as, as far as that, and that's when he just started smushing his face, um, you know, just constantly yelling at him, just telling him to get out the ring. And then Roman turns around and Gets KO with a super kick uh, by Jimmy. So Jimmy was the one that ended up pulling, pulling the trigger um, to uh, to turn on Roman, you know. And so this Friday is going to be very, very interesting, you know. You know what I mean? And, and, and because of the fact that, especially since he's lost, you know, it's, it's, it's like you know, you know it's, it's, it's like you know, it's like uh, we already had one foot out already. So I think now. Because of what happened at United Champions, might as well have both feet out. And so Jay is the 
most conflicting of them all. And, 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 and of, course, of course, because um, of Jimmy's interference, um, his attack on Roman, you know, that left Solo open, you know, for, you know, for um, you know, left, left Solo open, Solo open for, for Sammy and KO um, to pick up the W and to, and to retain the championships. And so Sami Zayn finally accomplished what he set out to do, and, and that was to that, and that was to take down the bloodline. And so you know the bloodline's been imploding from within. That's it, Sami from, from outside. You know, it's, it's the one that is, is, is the one that is, is putting the, is putting the nail in the coffin um, on the outside. And just for just for Roman to you know, just for Roman, Roman to be sitting outside to um, to be sitting outside the ring. And look up at Sammy, and Sammy's holding, holding, holding both belts over him, celebrating. And so, um, so, so you can say Sammy's brother accomplished his mission um, of uh, destroying the bloodline, you know. And you know, so, so, so far, you know, you know, yeah, the bloodline is, is, is imploding, uh, imploding themselves. And so, it's just a matter of, you know, uh, what next. So, 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 so as far as that, you know, like I said, the overall, I was, you know, so overall, I was very much uh, fascinated. I was very much intrigued by Night of Champions, or as I call it, a bunch of champions. So when it comes to a belt grade, I would give it 8.5 out of 10 or 4.5 out of 5. Ruthless aggression. Undisputed championship belts. So that's my that's my that's my rating when it comes well, when it comes to night of champions. And um I like to like I said, it was absolutely incredible. Um, it was something amazing. And I look forward to what they have in store when it comes to um, money in the bank. So those are my thoughts on you know, those are my thoughts on, on Night of Champions. And once again, congratulations to the Tribal Chief. Thousand days and counting. So, of course, this is the part of my show where I get where I get birthday shout outs. So of course, on May 29th, May 28th, of course, uh, you know, happy belated birthday to the Empress herself. Of course, RB legend and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Gladys Knight turns 79. On, on May 29th, the NBA logo himself, Basketball Hall of Famer. NBA legend, Laker legend, Jerry West, turned 85. On May 30th, of course, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts, turned turned 68. On May 31st, Pro Football Hall of Famer, New York Jets legend, Super Bowl champion, Broadway Joe Namath. Broadway Joe Namath turned 80. On May 31st, Montez Ford, one half of the Street Profits, turned 33. On May 31st, Daryl McDaniels, of course, formerly known as DMC, from Run DMC, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers as well. Turned 59. Of course, on May 1st, Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe would have turned 97. And before I go, before I go, I would like to give my word of wisdom. And my and that word of wisdom this week is that when you when you understand the power of unity and you, you understand when you apply the principles of unity, you earn God's favor and anointing. So you're victorious because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you put God in first place, you don't have to worry about being in last place. 
Um, and of course, make sure to listen to this podcast on, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you download podcasts from. And thank you very much for listening. And may this day be the be the very best day of your life.